0: Hello and welcome to Retrospection. My name's Colin, and I'm ah, having a swift hearth in the slaughtered lamb. My name's Paul, and I'm ready to go do what we've got to do. In each episode, we go prospecting the rivers of cinema and TV and hope we find a rich reward and not a pile of fool's gold. In part two of our Miami Vice Retrospection, we're going to take a look at the feature length final episode called Free Fall and discuss the changes we found on the way. There were quite a few. Mm. And this episode... Mm. Oh, I mean, mm, like, i I'm really excited. <laughs> You're <were, laughs> yourself up, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. <laughs> this episode guest stars Ian McShane as General Manuel Bobon. No. Do you, no want, I, do you want to do the chocolate biscuit gag now, and then we don't have to do it later on? Well, how I many
1: I mean, did they go through? General Pink Wafer, General Rich Tea. General Hobnob. General Digestive. Yeah, could go on,
0: yes, couldn't it? Could. So that's enough yeah. of that. Robert Beltran as Jimenez, who we probably know best as Jacote from Star Trek Voyager.
1: He was also in uh, the part of Street Hawk, if you remember.
0: He was indeed, yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, G- a regular now on our podcast. He is. <laughs> he is. Do you think that maybe
1: he's uh, more proud of this one than he was Voyager and Street Hawk? Cause he, like, we, we should just give that, co- that comment some context, because he's, he's quite a prickly uh, character, isn't he?
0: Yeah, has he done any Star Trek comments ever? Does
1: he do that? <laughs> I don't think he even acknowledges that he was in Star Trek.
0: Oh, well. And Alipidia Carrillo as Felicia. I'm glad you said that one. Yeah, I probably pronounced it terribly incorrectly, but there you go. Well, we haven't
1: got any listeners in that part of the world, so it's fine.
0: Never will now.
1: I <laughs> never will now Yeah.
0: So as I said, there's quite a few changes over the five years. Um, character of Zito, Switek's partner, is gone. Yeah, he got murdered, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Mhm.
2: Yeah, and
0: Switek is a lot more serious now and has gambling problems. Yeah, and that was an ongoing thing in this season, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stories are more darker and violent.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, this 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 episode alone is quite quite dark, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and there was one episode called Too Much Too Late, which was about child molestation and was banned from NBC and was only shown when the series went into syndication.
2: I would
1: imagine that that one didn't appear on the BBC's roster either.
0: Yeah, probably not.
1: They had a whole list of episodes that they didn't show, didn't they?
0: Yes, yeah. There, mm-hmm. there was the one with Liam Neeson that they didn't show because it featured the IRA.
1: Yeah, I only saw that years later watching the box set. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess I guess I did too then.
1: I would have thought so, because I can't imagine that they ever showed it on the BBC. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Yeah. Those are back in the days when, uh, when uh, whenever they had any people on the news from the IRA, they always had comedy voiceover actors doing them. <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
2: do you remember that? that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do, and I, I explain that to people now, and pe- they're always like, what? That <laughs> doesn't make any sense. How, You're still hearing why? the words, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, So to go with those darker stories, the colours of the clothes and the sets also went darker, gone were the pastels, and they were replaced by more earthy tones.
1: And a lot of neon as well.
0: A lot of neon, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jan Hammer had left and the music was now composed by Tim Truman.
1: Yeah, and it's not as good, is it? I don't
0: think. No, how many ditched the synthesizer sounds and replaced them with rock guitars and drums? Yeah, there's
1: a lot more rock, I think, isn't there? Yeah.
0: So shall we get into it, or do you have anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, we can go straight in if you like. I think I, right. I think a lot of the stuff to do with the show we actually talked about for the pilot, didn't we? So
0: I think so. We don't want to go through everything again.
1: No, we don't want to repeat ourselves, do we? Oh God, no! I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we open with stock news footage of riots in a place called Costa Morada, a fictitious Central American country. We have. General Bobon, the country's military ruler and president, and he's talking to reporters and telling them that the riots and the protests are just caused by a small number of criminals.
1: Now is this technically blacking up that Ian McShane's doing here, do you think?
0: Um, isn't he just tanned? It's a sunny country, Costa Marada.
1: It's a fine line, isn't it, between tanned and blacking up? Although, you've got to say, for Ian McShane, he's done all right for himself, hasn't he, since? I mean, at this point, we probably knew him best as Lovejoy...
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I remember, yeah,
1: I remember being quite shocked seeing him turn up in Miami Vice at the time.
0: That's right. He kept uh, expecting him to sell some furniture to somebody yes. and get him get em- the change. Get brawled in
1: a slightly uh, slightly humorous, um, dodgy caper. Dodgy caper.
0: That's right. <laughs> so we see cars pull up in the woods, and a guy called Caesar Montoya gets out, and he's carrying a machine gun. He heads into the forest and finds his men and then another guy in a suit with a briefcase tied to a tree. This guy is Guzman, and he works for General Bobon and he has General Bobon's money. Is it Guzman? It's hard to say. It's pronounced Guzman. It's G-U-Z-M-A-N, Zed, sorry. Um, But a lot of people in it seem to pronounce it a different way. Again, do you think they went through various
1: incarnations of this name? Duckman, Chickenman?
0: Turkeyman. Swan Man. <laughs> I we think could do this forever. We could. Uh, well, I think we should do a spin-off podcast. Oh, really? Comedy Names. I think we could do that. Oh, you think so? Or maybe they gave him a different biscuit name.
1: <laughs> it could well be. It could well be. Now, this this bad guy, is wearing his uh, pyjama bottoms, isn't he?
0: Oh, I forgot. The fashion guru's in town. Oh, there's
1: going to be a lot of this, this episode. Trust me. <laughs> I believe he... everyone was wearing these in that time. What, MC Hammer trousers. Absolutely. They're huge. Pair, right? I, I did have a pair. They're flapping around. I've got them on now.
0: Yeah, they look good. They look good. And it's amazing they still fit you. Well, you know, they're elasticated. That's always a good thing. Yeah, you can let them out. It's fine. Good. Mm-hmm. So Montoya wants to know where this guy was taking the money to. And it turns out the Guzman was taking it to America. Montoya realizes that Boban has made a deal with the Americans so that he can get out of Costa Mirada alive. Mm -hmm. Back at Bobon's residence, he wants the Americans to hurry up, but a coffin is delivered to him. It contains the body of Guzman and a note. (laughs) This
1: note made me laugh.
0: Bobon's second-in-command, Jiméndez, reads it out. Business is good, and your continued presence can keep it that way. And remember, this is the only way you'll leave the country. And P.S., are we still on for the barbecue next Sunday?
1: (laughs) Bring the wife. Bring the wife. No, don't bring the (laughs) wife. It's not that kind of gig.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's nice they left a note. Well, the message wasn't clear enough by the dead body. Well, no, you know, and you've got to be polite, haven't you? I mean, he's very polite, this bad guy. Can you imagine if they just open the coffin and there's no note and there's just a body and they're like, what does this mean? I don't understand. Why is someone sending us a dead body? Is this Guzman? It is, but why is he here? Just sat there scratching their faces, going, "I, I don't know," for like half an hour. And then they find the note. Oh, yeah, it's in one of his pockets. It's, it's never, in his pocket. Just never looked.
1: <laughs> well, nobody wants to frisk a dead
0: man, do they? No, no. no. Well, maybe, maybe it's in his pocket. by the pocket. Ah, here we are. Two tins of peaches. Three. No. His other pocket. Is this, is... oh. His oh other pocket. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Let's check. Not that pocket. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Guzman was Jewish. <laughs> so the cartel and customer header does not want Boban to leave because they know that any deal Bourbon has made with the Americans will involve Boban giving them all the drug cartel's information. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Miami.
1: Yeah, and we get uh, we we see the Ferrari, don't we?
0: Well, we don't yet. Oh, go on, Mister Impatient. We have a slow aerial view of Miami and Tubbs and Crockett are talking over it, and there's no music. It's a different. It's very different from what we've seen previously. This
1: is one of the few cinematic moments I thought was in this episode, actually.
0: Right. And there's no music, which is unusual for Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. And they both sound down and tired.
1: I think from this very moment, you kind of feel like that this is coming to an end, don't you?
0: Yeah, since Crockett's moaning that there must be more to life and sitting around waiting for a... Someone to turn up so he could do a podcast. And, <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, no. Oh, a oh, oh, little <laughs> revealing there. That there must be more to life and sitting around waiting for a two-bit gangster to show. And they're sitting in Crocketts Ferrari Testarossa, the white one that we didn't see in the pilot.
1: Mm-hmm. So what happened to the Porsche?
0: It got destroyed.
1: It was a rocket launcher, wasn't it, if memory serves?
0: Was it a rocket launcher or was shit dropped on it? It was a rocket launcher.
1: I don't know, maybe I'm
0: confusing it. Was there a
1: car in the middle somewhere? Was there a car in between the the Porsche and the Ferrari? Because I have memories of, I do remember stuff being dropped on the Porsche. But then I I also remember a rocket launcher being fired and blowing up a a car as well.
0: Well, that's the Liam Neeson episode, right? With the rocket launcher?
1: I don't know, I've only seen it once.
0: Yeah, it is, because that's what he is in Miami to buy, so he could take down Concorde. Yes, you keep saying Porsche, but I should point out that Crockett's Cars have always been Ferraris. He's never had a Porsche.
1: Right, okay. So maybe maybe there was a car in between then.
0: Yeah. No, well, no, the, he's only had two cars except for a rubbish one that they gave him in between the Ferraris. Oh, yes, cuz he complained about it, didn't he? Constantly, cuz he was like, how am I supposed to be a, you know, keep the cover of a professional drug lord if I'm driving this heap of junk? Mm-hmm
1: you think that was a joke at the show's expense because people are often commented on the fact that you know you as you mentioned in in our previous episode you know people didn't get the fact that that he had to keep this cover and that's why he had all these expensive things
0: yeah maybe maybe Mm. um but he gets gets a white ferrari and they chose white because they realized the black one was useless at night time it was really hard to light and see
1: makes sense should we mention the clothes that they're wearing? They're very different than, than the last time we saw them in the pilot. Feel free. Well, I mean, um, for a start, Crockett's now got long hair, hasn't he?
0: Yes, shaggy long hair, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And he's wearing very loose-fitting uh, ladies' jackets.
0: <laughs> I don't think they're ladies'
1: jackets. Oh, come on, it looks like a ladies' jacket. <laughs> With the massive shoulder pads, the 80s shoulder pads. And Tubbs seems to look like he's he's about to go out on the night in the town at a casino, doesn't he? He always looked good. He's very well-dressed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a completely different style than, than if you go back... I mean, it feels longer than five years, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does, yeah.
1: Between this and the pilot.
0: So they're both waiting for a suspect called Johnny Raymond to come out. Raymond finally leaves and gets in his car and he speeds away. And he clearly knows that the Miami detectives are right behind him. I mean, besides the point that it's a very obvious white Ferrari Testarossa. I mean that he knows for mm-hmm. some reason, and they start to chase him. And we get Year Zero by King Swamp playing.
1: Are you going to list all the all the tracks all the way
0: through this? Absolutely. <laughs> you did research. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, research involved going to the Miami Vice wiki fandom. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's still technically research. It's still research.
0: Okay. All right. That's good. You got to pop and your get... ass. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the internet. <laughs> I don't have to stand to do it. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So we get intercuts cuts the wheels of the Ferrari and gear changes, and the music is again perfect for what's happening. But it's rockier than before. But it still really fits well. It does. But in some ways, it didn't
1: feel as effective as the car sequences in the pilot i don't think it felt more not. it felt more televisual this time round okay but which i think is is i wouldn't necessarily say it's a criticism on my, on my part because i'll discuss what i think about this at, right at the end but did feel whereas the, the pilot felt like a movie this does feel like a tv show to me
0: i wonder what the budget difference is between this episode and the pilot
1: well i mean last last episode of a series that that's that's finishing it probably wasn't great was it all right, yeah. And there's a lot of stock footage in this. In this
0: yeah, car. there is. Also, I don't know much about cars, but I'm surprised that a Ferrari can't catch this car that Raymond's driving.
1: Maybe it's Crockett's driving.
0: Yeah, maybe he's a really bad driver and we've just never known.
1: Well, he's been through a lot in five years. I mean, at one point, he even lost his memory, didn't he?
0: Maybe he can't remember he how to drive properly anymore. That's it. That's exactly what it must be. Yeah, see? Wow, what? no wonder Tubbs looks so scared. <laughs> but didn't he shoot Tubbs
1: at one point? When he lost
0: his, I think memory. everybody has. Oh no, yeah, just yeah, he did he did shoot Tubbs? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you think in real life he wanted to shoot him?
0: And yet, still, he's a detective.
1: Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. He walked straight back into that job after he became a drug dealer, didn't
0: he? Well, you know, what can you say? <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly trucks appear, blocking Crockett and Tubbs, and men with heavy artillery drag them out of the Ferrari and force them into the trucks, and then we cut to black and we get the Miami Vice opening credits.
1: Mm-hmm. The proper ones this time.
0: Proper ones, and it still has the original theme music, and so this is actually the only piece of Yohan Hammer music we'll hear in this, in this episode. I mean, they couldn't they
1: couldn't re-record that, could they? They couldn't mess around with that. It was iconic.
0: So after the credits, we reopen and Crockett on. Tubbs are led into a darkened theatre. Bright lights click on and handcuffs are removed. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they've been taken by a special drug enforcement task force led by a Colonel Andrew Baker.
1: And again, this is this is going back to what we talked about in the last episode where the only trustworthy people are the uh, Crockett Tubs and the people that are in the direct, the people that they directly work with. Every other agency are either slime balls or um, into some kind of um, nefarious activity, aren't they? They're, you know, they're the only ones that they can trust is each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and talking to which, we have Richard Highsmith, the chief of police. He's been brought there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't Baker know, though, sp- yet, do we? we? He's on the level. Well, no, no, yeah, he's on the level. I didn't say... Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't Baker explains that a mission, which officially doesn't exist, is about to take place. This involves bringing General Bobon to Miami, and Bobon is going to assist the DEA in revealing information about the drug cartels in Costa Morada.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Crocodile and Tubbs are told that, finally... Here is a chance to really achieve something. But both detectives smell something wrong. And this is enforced when they learn that Johnny Raymond, a big time coke dealer in Miami, is the point person.
1: You've got to say that Don Johnson, even in this very last episode, he, he's completely committed, isn't he? Yeah. I mean his anger. You you can feel it off the oh, screen. Why don't you, can't you just get a room? Well, after you you mean i'm not having sloppy seconds
0: <laughs> we might cut this out <laughs> just leave my bidding yeah, that, yeah that's what yeah that's what
1: he told him at the time
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> tubbs is annoyed that the u.s government is going to cut a deal with his snake but the da want crockett and tubbs to get bob on out of the country and bring him to miami crockett loses his temper and says he won't work for scum and highsmith tells crockett to put a lid on it twice did you notice that? Yes, I did notice that. Yeah. Yeah. They reused the same piece of dialogue. Like they it's not on screen and then they cut to Hugh and he says exactly the same thing again.
1: Do you think there was a problem with the pacing and the only way they could do it was was to reuse it again?
0: It, there must've been something wrong with some because mm-hmm. it's a very obvious mistake. Mhm. Well I'm guessing.
1: There's a couple of great lines, though, isn't there? Um, Baker uh, says, you know, I'm a serious patriot, and Crockett says, you're a serious (laughs) slimeball. He's just so cool.
0: (laughs) Get a room. I've got one. (laughs) The dungeon doesn't count. (laughs) Oh, come on. He's he's still top dollar. So Crockett and Tubbs (laughs) walk out. And we now cut to a very brief scene of Switek placing bets. By now in the series, as we said Switek has a bad gambling problem, and we see him head back to his car. And then that's him done for a, for a while. <laughs> yes, he um, is. Which is. Which is a problem with this episode we'll talk about at the end. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, in the pool room in the daytime, Crying Shame by Lyle Lovett is playing. Mm-hmm. Very good. Tub Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I, Are, just, I was just
1: thinking you're listing all these tracks that I'm not going to put on Spotify. <laughs> You know, I can't put every single one on our playlist, can I?
0: No, you can That's fine. But, but they I'm don't number everything
1: you... else. It would just be a completely Miami Vice playlist.
0: That's OK. You just need two. <laughs> All right. OK.
1: I'll do that then, shall I?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so i is the bear and Crockett is sat drinking. It doesn't seem like Crockett's kind of place, does it? It's also weird seeing a bear at daytime in Miami Vice. That's
1: true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a daytime drinker. It's not good, is it?
0: You would expect him to be sitting on the the boat on his own.
1: Yeah, not in this kind of neon-lit kind of fluffy bar, would you?
0: Yeah, also I've never think I've seen him drink anything other than beer in the show.
1: Yeah, because he's got a beer and um, a whiskey on the go, hasn't Uh, he? A whiskey chaser. Yeah. Now, is he playing this like he's kind of
0: drunk? I think. Yeah, I would think so. I mm. mean, I'm guessing he's not just got them and Tubbs has walked and he'd be like, oh, couldn't you come 10 minutes later? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've seen he's had a few by then.
1: Because Tubbs gives him a little look, doesn't he? when Because dr- he, he picks up one of his drinks and he's drinking it. And as he's drinking it, Tubbs gi- just gives him a little look that, that kind of says, like, you know, how many of those have you had?
0: Yeah. But Tubbs says he's been thinking about Bob on. Crockett knows what he's going to say. You figured out that if we could bring in. Bob-on, we could actually make a difference. Bobon could reveal the real players, finally. Mm-hmm. Tubbs says he's in, if Crockett is. Crockett says we're suckers recalled. This ain't no trip to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that line down as well. <laughs> Probably suicide. But Crockett can that he has to go, even if it's just to stop Tubbs getting his ass blown off. The, comrad- the
1: camaraderie is really, really good here, isn't it? It's- yeah. You feel like, you feel like you've, you, you, these people have been on a journey together, which they have for five yes. years. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so they agreed to go ahead and do it. And then we fly to Costa Morada, and we get the music of No Way Out by Tim Truman and sung by Don Johnson. Oh, is this, is this from his album? Oh, I don't know if it's on his album because Tim Truman's material has never actually been officially released. Oh, right. So it so could I be a
1: an obscure don johnson track there
0: yeah no it must be it must be everyone releasing on his album i think it's on youtube i think there's a video for it too or maybe someone's just made one up it will be on the end of our podcast for those who listen
1: Ah, oh, excellent excellent i'll look forward to that i could get i could get up and go and have a look at my vinyl vintage copy of the don johnson album that i've got on the shelf over there
0: wow you reveal that publicly
1: i'm not ashamed oh wait hang on
0: <laughs> it's
1: a great album Massively overlooked by everyone.
0: <laughs> Except us. Yeah, yeah. But Is it is it next to your Bruce Willis album?
1: It might well be, actually, both of them.
0: <laughs> both Bruce Willis albums? Oh, yeah. I mean, you are going to get one. You've got to go all in, haven't you, and get them both. All right. First one was called The Return of Bruno. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Second one was called If It Don't Kill You, It Just Makes You Stronger. Yeah, yeah. Arguably not as good, but... Oh, who could argue that? <laughs> was Don... Was Don was <laughs> the, yeah. On anybody who bought it. Was Don Johnson's album called Heartbeat after the single?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. with, a, with, a, yeah. with a lovely painting of him on the front. Lovely. That he did himself. Okay. Seriously? Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he paints, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, so they land at Costa Morada and Customs doesn't like the passports. He takes them to another room, but an official of the government slips the customs guy some money and he lets Crockett and Tubbs in. Quaint local custom points out Tubbs, never leave home without it, replies Crockett.
1: He's wearing an interesting hat as well, isn't he? Ah,
0: he's a nice little Panama hat now, right? He did, and he seems to leave it on for quite a while, doesn't he? Yeah, and doesn't take it off, except at one point when we realise something terrible, but we'll go into that when it happens.
1: Maybe he's having a bad hair day.
0: Oh, yes, he is all right.
1: Well, it's hot in Costa Morada, isn't it?
0: It is, mm. apparently. Mm, yeah. Somewhere else in Costa Morada, a plane is being loaded by Montoya, and he's talking to Bobon's second-in-command, Jimindez. He's double-crossing Bobon.
1: He is. He's, he's, he's a rotter.
0: He is, indeed. Mm-hmm. The mercenary tells Jimindez that he has to kill Bobon and the American agents before the general gets to America. Yamendes doesn't want to do it at first, but Montoya reveals that he knows where the guy's wife and children are hiding, and Yamendes realises oh, he has no choice.
1: I suppose that's that's. they could have gone the, of the route he's just a scumbag, couldn't they? But they, they gave him a reason for why he has to do this. They did, yeah. Protect his family, yeah. 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 Robert Beltran probably liked that.
0: He did. He liked it, giving it some kind of depth to his character. Well, he's a serious actor. He is. Yeah, he is. Crockett and Tobbs are driven through Costa Murada by the government official, and they encounter some protesters.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say, "And he encounters some stock footage."
0: Is it stock footage?
1: Oh come on! He looks—he <laughs> looks out the window and sees loads of stock footage.
0: Well, how stock footage? Trees. It all looks the same.
1: It doesn't look the same because it's a its is it's, its a different grading. <laughs>
0: I oh, at you! I know. I know you reading your film books. <laughs> but the official exits the car and says he has to go and get the contact that's supposed to be meeting. He tells Crockett and Tubbs to wait. And the pre- protesters start getting close and they throw a bottle at the car and the scene is really tense. And then Crockett sees the official running away down the street. He yells at Tubbs to get out of the car and as they do, the car explodes. Mm-hmm. They run away and they're stopped by another vehicle. And a woman in this car says she is their contact. Her name is Felicia. I hope you work out better than the last one, says Crockett. And the one that says the problem is for third side, not hers. Hmm, a leak back in Miami, perhaps.
1: She could have turned up 10 minutes earlier, couldn't she?
0: Well, maybe she did and thought, well, that looks terrible. We'll just, just hang back a bit because this could save us a few <laughs>
1: Either that or she couldn't get through the thick stock footage. You know this is the girl from Predator, don't you? I didn't, no. She's the only female actor in Predator. She's the one who has the great line, the devil who makes trophies of man.
0: Hmm, but, but couldn't Predator have been female? No. <laughs> so it could have be been female, so maybe she wasn't the only female actor in Predator.
1: Hold hold on a minute, though. I'm. How could you let me say that and you didn't say anything about my great accent that I did then? I generally did not hear one. <clears throat> Would you like me to do it again?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I prepare first? Let me just put my mm-hmm. uh, soft drink down. It's a new one. It's a new one. You've not heard oh. it before. Oh, oh, well, well then mm-hmm. ah, We should, we should ah. Alright, let me, let me, let me hear this All right, You, ready? Me, ready, you ready? ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah.
1: She says <clears throat> The devil who makes the trophies of man
0: Ah, she's Transylvanian? <laughs> Interesting, I didn't know that
1: Ah <laughs> She, she's, uh, she's South American By way of
2: Transylvania
0: <laughs> this, is, this is Predator, the Dracula film I've never seen then That's the one yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger film, but no, no, apparently not. Oh, interesting. Well, she's got backstory, obviously. Yeah, complicated one that varies around different countries. Exactly. All right, so they reverse away from the protesters and smoke is rising. Mm-hmm. Back at General Boban, his finance minister, or as Boban has decided to call him, his finance minister minister uh, yes. <laughs> Ian McShane
1: really going for it he is, he's going all in he's yeah. a, he's immersing himself
0: <laughs> yes, the finance minister says he can't sit here and allow the general to loot the country's funds Bobon twists it and says no it is you, the finance minister that is looting, and then shoots him before he shoots him he tells him to shut your mouth
1: <laughs> which, which did make me laugh for some reason I don't know why <laughs>
0: I think it was the delivery <laughs> back at the rebels camp crockett and Tubbs are loading up with weapons crockett wants to run the operation tonight ahead of schedule felicia says one of you should stay with me and go through the plan while the other one goes to meet babon's second in command
1: he's chomping at the bit isn't
0: he yeah yeah and crockett sees that he she, he likes felicia so he offers to leave them and go meet the contact
1: it's not gonna it's not gonna end well for Tubbs, though is it
0: I think it ends worse for Felicia.
1: <laughs> I was talking about previous to that when he finds something out about her. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's true.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. As Tubbs and Felicia drive, she reveals that even though she hates Bobon, she feels that if he leaves, the bloodshed will stop. Crockett, with his Panama hat, <laughs> meets Bianca and Captain Yumendes. Crockett says he wants to move the general tonight. Yumendes is suspiciously tries to stool. Stool. Stool.
2: <laughs> what?
0: Yumendes, <laughs> shit's everywhere.
1: <laughs> Hang on, let me check my notes. <laughs> um, when did that happen? I don't. Remember.
0: I don't know. Let's try that again. Minus Yimendez, the stool. Lose the stool. Okay. Yumendes suspiciously tries to stall. That's the one. But Crockett thing. gets his way. Bianca lays out the plan. Bobon has guests over tonight, and there'll be a movie shown later. That would be a perfect time to get the general out. Jimenez goes cracking a map of the grounds, and it's revealed that Bianca is the general's daughter. Now, when she walks into the
1: room and she says, I am Bianca, you can almost see Crockett go, Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you've got to say that this actress, she's not the liveliest person, is she? No. 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 But. Not
0: that great. There's been better.
1: I feel like there's a but there.
0: No, no. Is there a bot Totally agree with you. No, no but. No but. No but
1: not, not at all?
0: Nothing. So the rebels are preparing. Tubbs tells Felicia that he believes in what she's doing. Crockett returns and tells Tubbs that everything is ready. So we cut to rebels fighting. And then afterwards, Tubbs sees Felicia nursing one of the soldiers. And he finds out that she's unknown. <laughs> yes. You can almost... Feel it in the air. Tub's thinking, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "You, you, you're a nurse? No, I'm, I'm a nun. You're a nurse, right? No, no, I'm, a, I'm a nun. Nurse. You meant nurse, right? <laughs> no, nun. No, nurse. You said nurse, okay? Didn't you? You said nurse. Nun. No, you don't get me. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> just an hour of that.
1: <laughs> Finishing up with. Yeah, but okay. You're one of those sexy nuns, though, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> You know the ones? <laughs> no, no, just a nun. <laughs> just a nun. Just a plain old nun. Plain old nun. She's not plain. She's not old. But she's a nun. That's true. That's all that matters. That's all that matters in nunage. Where's that? <laughs> Never been there. It's just down the road. Is you it? don't. You don't want to go there. Trust me. No,
0: it's next to a vicarage. <laughs> yes, it is, and it's very boring. Okay. Is it? Okay. <laughs> but you know what? The The trouble with nuns, though, once you get one, you can't stop. You just pick up the habit. So Crockett and Tubbs later talk about how it's ironic that the rebels, Bourbons trying to crush, are the ones getting him out. It's at this point we realise that Crockett has a completely pointless ponytail.
1: Yeah, why? Why has he done that?
0: It's in the middle of his hair, but none of his other hair is actually in the ponytail. Just a couple of strings in the middle. He looks like a premiership
1: footballer, doesn't he? You know, they have those stupid haircuts that, don't, that just don't make any sense at all.
0: Yeah, it's a weird thing. And it, it, for some reason, and I'm not like you, where you're f- totally focused on the fashion the, <laughs> the the hair and everything. I'm not, but it totally takes me out because I just go, huh? Why?
1: Okay, well, well, let's break it down. Is this the craziest hairstyle that Crockett's had in the whole five years, do you think? Hmm. I mean, there was, that, there was that kind of mullet phase that he went through in season two, wasn't there?
0: There was a mullet phase, and he's mm-hmm. had the spiky hair phase. He's
1: so had the spiky hair phase, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm thinking this is the worst.
1: You think? Worst, Which one do what? you think I don't know, the is. mullet one was pretty nasty, wasn't it? Don't you think?
0: Yeah, but wasn't everyone doing mullet ones back then? But I don't think anyone was doing pointless ponytails.
1: Yeah, there is that, I suppose, yeah. yeah. And I suppose if you, if, you, if you combine that with the ladies' jackets that he's wearing...
0: Yeah, although he switched to a nice white man from Havana type look for this.
1: <laughs> yes, obviously it goes with the hat, doesn't it? The
0: Panama hat. Yeah.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: yeah. So Crockett feels that like Felicia is is good, but there's something shaky about you, And mm-hmm. um, the fact that moving the general's escape plan forward has somehow threw the guy a curve.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's causing problems.
1: Yeah, his Crockett dial is pinging a bit, isn't it?
0: He's crockett it dar mm-hmm. He's crock-dar. Crock-dar. That's, uh, that's Croc crock da. Yeah. He's itch. In the gen- he's it? Well, that's itch. all the women he's been with. He's <laughs> crock-itch.
1: He's crock, <itch. laughs> he's crock- <laughs> Did I draw a funny? I did,
0: didn't
2: I? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Almost.
0: <laughs> In the general's palace, Bianca hears Jimenez giving the orders to kill on her father. Mm-hmm. And now we cut to night time and Kraken and Tubbs is sneaking to the palace. They see a Jeep pull up and soldiers jump into the bushes. Somebody is waiting for them. Inside the palace, Yumendes is getting ready. Bianca attempts to seduce him. And while trying to get Yumendes gone, she knocks it over. Yumendes smacks a one. <laughs> he
1: smacks a <her> one.
0: <laughs> well it does, doesn't it?
1: It's a bit clumsy, wasn't it though? On her part. Yeah,
0: it was it was it was definitely clumsy. Was she didn't think it time. through, did she? Not at all.
1: Mm. Not at mm. all. She was wearing a rather fetching um, blue trouser suit, there, though, I thought.
0: Oh, you liked that, did you?
1: I did, yeah. it looked very nice on her.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Bobon greets... His... Do I have to cut out the... <clears throat> bit? No, 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 no. I'm just clearing my throat. Okay. Bobon greets his guests as outside Crockett and Tubbs sneak closer. Tubbs mm-hmm. knocks a guard out. <laughs> I chose not, not to focus on the fashion again. But don't you think oh, that? But don't you think
1: Bourbons wearing a nice uh, yellow M and S shirt?
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's it's very yellow. The movie is playing now. <laughs> it's an it's, it's an always, odd choice, isn't it? It's what is it? It's an old film. I would
1: say fifties. Yeah, it's it's all swing music, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's it's a, definitely a musical of some sort. I couldn't. Yeah. I sort of recognised it, but I couldn't remember what it was. But it's definitely not like a recent film.
1: I wondered if it was the Glenn Miller story.
0: Huh, I was trying to work.
1: I was trying to work out whether it was James Stewart, but he had his back to the camera, so obviously okay. they, they didn't have the right to show him. So. No, right.
2: <laughs>
1: just have to have the musical bit. Yeah, yeah. But it's an, a very odd choice to distract people,
0: isn't it? Yeah. You hmm. his whispers to Bob-on and he leaves. Crockett and Tubbs come out of the darkness. They know Ymandias has double-crossed them. But Bob-on doesn't believe them. But then Bianca steps out and says, they're telling the truth. And Jimenez uses this distraction to try and shoot his way out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tubbs shoots Jimenez. But Jimenez manages to get a shot off, alerting the guards and hitting Bobon.
1: He does, doesn't he? In the arm.
0: In the arm, Mm yeah. So Crockett, Tubbs, Bianca and General Bobon, they run. They escape the palace and outside a truck pulls up. and Felicia's in the truck and she jumps out and there's a gunfight occurring. And Felicia is killed.
1: It's quite brutal, this, as well, isn't it? It's quite bloody mm-hmm.
0: for it's a TV bloody. show. And there's very little, like, oh, she's been killed because you just see Tubbs looking and stirring.
1: Yeah, he kind of deals with it later in the episode, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is what you would have to do, isn't it? I mean, he's, he's yeah. professional, you know.
0: He is, totally.
1: I'm sure, yeah. it's, I'm sure it's not the first nun he's seen gunned down before his eyes. No. Yeah. You just don't know what to say to that, no. do
0: you? <laughs> No. <this is> a... <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> right that can follow that sentence.
1: You know, he's a man of the world. I'm sure he's seen a nun die a few times.
0: At his hands?
1: Oh, I wouldn't like to say. Who knows what Tubbs gets up to on his he's days a
0: guy, He is a guy who likes to look at himself in the mirror. And and what? In his flashback mirror. In his
1: flashback? We don't get the flashback mirror, do we? Oh, we get it no. at the end, I
0: suppose. I suppose, yes. Maybe that's what they're both looking at. They've brought. He's got his flashback mirror tied on the roof of the car at the end.
1: Could well be, yeah. Well, he's got to take it with him, hasn't he? Yes,
0: I... it's all he owns, because that's what we brought with him.
1: True, true, true. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So General Bobon is wounded, but he'll live, and they're on a boat going to Miami. Mm-hmm. And Ship of Fools by Robert Plant is now playing.
1: I bet that costs something.
0: That, was, that, wasn't, that wasn't a cheap track. No, but it's a, it's a good track. It's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. suitable for what's going on. Crockett says they shouldn't meet the seaplane as planned because somebody is double-crossing them. They'll have to go it alone. And Bianca thanks Crockett for saving her father's life. Mm-hmm. Most men would have left him to die considering who he is. Crockett says that he learned a long time ago that you can't let personal feelings get in the way, but eventually you can't feel anything at all. Bianca replies, your problem is you feel too much.
1: It's a nice moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because it it, ta- it kind of sums up what's been going on for five years.
1: It does, doesn't it? Because that's the thing with Crockett. He, he tries to be emotionless, but he, he never quite pulls it off, does he? No, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Somewhere in Miami, the chief of police meets with Baker. They know that Crockett and Tubbs got Bourbon away. They tell the chief that they're going to hide Bourbon in Miami. The chief says, no way, because there are Colombian hit squads looking for the general, and he doesn't want Miami turned into a war zone. But Baker threatens the chief's political ambitions.
1: Yeah, and this this chief, at this point, he seems pretty up and up, though, doesn't he?
0: He does, yeah. He's kind of speaking up for Crockett and Tubbs, in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, now, that, how do you think that'll go? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Later, Baker finally meets with Crockett and Tubbs, and he's annoyed because the detectives didn't meet with the seaplane and they've not brought Bob with them. Crockett says that somebody set them up until the DEA sorts their agency out. They're going to hide Bob in a safe house and not tell Baker where he is. Yeah, Crockett and Tubbs smell a rat, don't they? Yeah, and Baker threatens them. But Crockett and Tubbs don't care until the DAA's house is sorted out. They're keeping Bob-On.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: At the safe house, General Bob-On is annoyed about waiting. When Crockett and Tubbs enter the safe house, they replace Trudy and Gina, who've been guarding Bob-On. And it's the first time we see them in this episode.
1: I'd, I'd completely forgotten about them. Completely forgotten about them. And in fact, Gina gets even worse shafted than than Trudy does in this episode, doesn't she?
0: Because this is it for Gina, right? <laughs> pretty
1: much, yeah. At least we oh, do see is. Trudy again, don't we? In one yeah. more scene. Yeah, that's pretty bad, right? For, for a character that, that, you know, had this thing with Crockett, particularly in the first season, I know it was mo- more in the first season, but... Right. But And, and she had episodes. But, I mean, they, they scaled it down as the series went on. But it must have been galling for the actress.
0: I would think so. Mm. And they don't get any final scenes with Crockett. Yeah? No, no. Nothing.
1: It's like he just... Not to jump the gun, but it's like they, they just fuck off at the end and just don't bother, do they? They just don't say
0: bye yeah. to anybody. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird that they did that. But there's mm. worse than that, though.
1: Oh, well, I know. You're referring to a very important character.
0: Yeah, so we'll yeah. get to it when we makes an appearance. Yeah,
1: I have questions about that. I'll, we'll get, when we get to it, I'm going to ask you them. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So at night, outside the safe house, one detective's guy in the house. is silently killed. And this is actually a guy who's been in a number of episodes as like an extra in the really in the squad. Yeah, yeah, he's a familiar face. You often see him in the background or delivering papers or something. Mm-hmm. And here he gets killed.
1: Wow, it's his final episode as well.
0: Yeah, so there's a hit squad, and they enter through a window. Inside, Tubbs is thinking about Felicia and how he might not make it through this one. Crockett calls it survival guilt. Mm-hmm. And as he's making coffee, he sees movement through the French doors. He yells, Rico, as one of the hit squad soldiers fires through it. A gunfight follows, and hit comes running down the stairs.
1: It's a good action sequence. Yeah, it is. But, um, but I've got to say that those patio doors, they weren't well fitted, were they? Because that, that guy just kicks them down, and they're not on hinges or anything. It just comes off the wall.
0: They're always tricky to fit patio doors. Oh, Joe. Oh, I tell see, you. Yeah, um, see, yeah. Yeah, I bet if a Colombian hit squad was coming in your house, they'd just kick yours right over. Kick what? What? Your your French doors. Your patio doors. They
1: they'd kick me French doors open, would they?
0: They'd kick your French doors. Are you really making an innuendo out of French doors? No. That's so desperate. desperate. <laughs> yeah, because we're not desperate, are we? We're not. Oh, we're... very
1: well. Well played. Yeah, very good. <laughs>
0: when they go you're on the ball. The...
1: You're on the ball tonight, aren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: When they go upstairs, they find General Bobon has gone, and they see him driving away. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, Tubbs wonders how the hit squad knew where they were. Only the people in the house had that information. Mm -hmm. Bianca reveals that her further made a phone call from the safe house.
1: Can I just say that at this point, we're what? Halfway through the 90-minute episode, aren't we? Mm Uh-huh. Severe lack of Castillo going on. Who? Yes, I know, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird, right? It's really weird. I mean, you, I, I haven't seen the last season for a long time um, as a whole. But do you remember, is he is he quite prominent in the last season? Or is he he's, not in a lot of the episodes leading no, up to he,
0: this? he's in them. I can't remember if he's in leading up to this as many, but he is in them. Okay, okay. Because I was wondering maybe
1: he'd already gone.
0: I mean, there was that problem where you started having Kraken and Tails not working together.
1: Yes, yeah, there was that whole... Um, story out wasn't there where they got separated when Crockett lost his memory
2: yeah
0: but I'm pretty sure he was in them but it is strange that he hasn't been in up to this point
1: yeah because he's a big part I mean he's arguably the third in the in the in the triad of the main characters isn't he absolutely Mm. no
0: argument from me Mm -hmm. Uh, he certainly became just as important as the other two
1: yeah I mean I literally at this point paused paused the episode and, and and thought to myself have I missed him was he in the scene when they went to meet the, the feds just after the credits? But he wasn't, nope. was he?
0: No. Nope. Nope.
1: I mean, he, naturally, he would have been the, 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 the guy that walked out in the place of the chief, wouldn't he? You would think.
0: You would, uh, you would have thought so, yeah. And
1: when they said, oh, we're, we're, we're going to bring in your chief, I expected him to walk in. Not right. this other guy that we'd never seen before.
0: The problem with that, though, is there's no way Castillo would have not gone with what Crockett and Tubbs decided.
1: Yes, Yes, so they had to get another guy. But you'd at least think he'd be there, wouldn't you? Because I mean, you'd Crockett and Tubbs so. are the Crockett and Tubbs are his guys.
0: Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. It's a strange thing to do, and I wonder if there's some backstory that not, we're not aware of. Well, when we get to the final scene
1: that we, the, the, the last time we do see Castillo, I have a qu- that's when I say I have some questions for you, and I'm wondering whether you noticed something about it as well, which seemed a bit off. Okay. Okay. So I'll ask you when we get there.
0: All right. Okay. So we said Bianca reveals that Bobon made the phone call. Crockett mm-hmm. tells her that if they don't find a fab, then the hit squad will. Crockett asks her if she knows where he could have gone. Bianca says that when she was in school, her father sent her money via check drawn on a Miami bank. Crockett phones to get the bank details. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, across town, Swiatek enters his home and finds two men there. And we start to get Land of Confusion by Phil Collins.
1: Oh, we get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one
0: of them is Montoya. Mm-hmm. He now holds Switek's gambling debts, and they want information about Bob On's location. Switek says he doesn't know, but it doesn't look good for Switek. It
1: doesn't, does it? It's a, it's a nice. It's a nice touch to um, to have a, a Phil Collins song, even. Um, yeah, it it's is. Never a nice touch. It's never a nice touch to have a Phil Collins song. But Was it, wasn't wasn't
0: never a nice touch? One of his hits. He <laughs> may well have been. <laughs> 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 um,
1: but you know it. it there's a lot of this in this episode and a lot of um, symmetry with the pilot
0: yeah there is they do it
2: a lot yeah
0: mm-hmm. um so Crockett learns the location of the bank and that a courier has just been to get Bob-On's money and the bank is stalling the courier Crockett <laughs> and Tubbs race over there pull up and wait outside the bank it's an attractive woman and they follow her they do yes but somebody is following them Crockett mm-hmm. and Tubbs enter bob hotel room and the general refuses to go with them Crockett says, it was your phone call that blew his location. And the general says, no, he only called his accountant. He would never have done that. And then two men burst through the door. Oh, there's a gunfight and Crockett and Tubbs kill them both. There's a lot of action in this episode, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Mm. Back at County Date headquarters, Castillo makes Yay! an appearance. there he is. Yes. <laughs> and he wants to talk to Switek. Now, did you think that this, this scene, do you think that Castillo would really do this? Suspend. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I suppose you should describe the scene first, so otherwise...
0: Yeah, so um, Castillo tells him what happened, that the safe house was blown, that somebody is leaking details of where Bobon is and what's going on, and Castillo knows that Switek has a gambling problem and that it's been building up for a while and that he should have said something earlier but didn't, and so he thinks that Switek has been bought, mm-hmm. uh, and Switek denies it, but then Castillo says, well, you're suspended anyway. This is what I'm
1: saying. Do you really think that he would suspend him after five years of working with the guy? I don't yeah, know. He, maybe he, felt... he has to. I don't know. Mm. I suppose if there's lives on the line. Yeah. Maybe he has to. But it, I don't know. It just felt felt a little bit forced to yeah. create to create a moment that happens later with Saitak. Right. You know? But um, I don't know. I mean, although Castile has always been that kind of stony-faced guy that will do whatever it takes, is not he? You know, he's he's he walks down the straight and narrow path, doesn't he? He's...
0: Yeah, he does. He does. Um, so if it had been, yeah, I think he probably was because it's mm. what the rules are.
1: Mm, it just it just it just felt a little bit jarring. I think.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's always a strange. He's always a strange
1: character. He's a strange, <laughs> strange actor. You know
0: that. Um, <laughs> the idea that he would never have anything on his desk mm-hmm. and also that every character that entered his office had to knock on the door first that was edward james Olmos's idea he made the actors do that.
1: Yeah, not there moments where sometimes people don't knock on the door and he always gives them a look of utter disgust
0: he brought a lot of odd quirks to the character
1: oh absolutely you know the the, the whole never looking anyone directly in the eye unless it and when he did do it, you felt it. Yeah. You know? I
0: think certainly, that, It certainly made it very different from anything else.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, if you compare him to, to, what was his name, Rodriguez? The, the, yeah. The, you know, it's like a stereotype against something that, that's completely original, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it's the opposite of the emotional characters of Crocon and Tubbs, too.
1: Mm-hmm. The guy that's always shouting as well. Mm-hmm. He never mm-hmm. shouts. Never shouts, no. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. he's. A, I think in some ways he's... he's Probably the most interesting character in Miami Vice.
0: Yeah, uh, I think so. And also, that's why it's such a shame that he's not in this final (laughs) episode It does
1: It does feel like
0: a massive hole,
1: doesn't it? Yeah, it's
0: a a big mistake. Mm
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So Swiatek obviously denies that he's the leak. Later on at night, the hit squad approach a boathouse, where they now believe Bobon is being held, but it's a trap set by Swiatek.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: He never really revealed Bobon's location. They just got lucky following the general's girlfriend slash courier from the bank. Do you not think
1: this was maybe, a, uh, after setting all that up with Castillo, they've kind of played the
0: hand a bit too early? Maybe they should have dragged this out a little bit more? Yeah, maybe they could have put the uh, suspension in the end of the first epi- first part of the... Mm-hmm. Feature length, and then yeah. put this one later, so that you were wondering what was going to go on. Yeah, all the time. It, it feels like they yeah, set maybe. it up and
1: then just paid it off straight away.
0: Yeah, it's a little quick.
1: If you if you're going to make this, if this was a movie. You wouldn't do that. You you wouldn't put those two scenes back to back with with each other, would you?
0: No, you'd move the other one earlier. Mm-hmm. Move mm-hmm. this later. Yeah, but because Castillo thinks Switek is guilty, Switek believes he's screwed, and now he's really pissed. Um, there's a TV set in the building that Switek is using to speak to the soldiers. He tells them the building is full of C4 and they have 10 seconds to get out. Or is he bluffing? The men run out and find Switek holding a machine gun next to a van. I mean, he was bluffing, but they try to shoot the way out. But Switek just guns them all down.
1: It's a bit of an elaborate scheme, isn't it?
0: It's, it's, it's a wire screen plus why didn't you just blow them up i mean he's, he's machine gunned them anyway
2: exactly
1: exactly but he took the time to record this video message
0: yeah right
1: and he did it very well i mean he was nicely framed in there and everything i wonder how many goes he had at it
0: yeah he's just like going ah so you've oh.
1: And it's not what like today where you do it on your phone and then you
0: just digitally no. erase it. You'd have to rewind the tape. Videotape, re-record over it. Yeah. He's lucky they didn't get like episodes of Danger Mouse instead of him by mistake <laughs> coming up. Or <laughs> well, the tracking was off and they're like trying to fiddle with the tracking, trying to see what's going on. So why is he f- rolling up all the time? All know. arguing with each other. No, yeah. no, no, the other way, the other way. The oh, other way, yeah. <laughs> rewind it, I can't hear what he said.
1: <laughs> Turn it up. What?
0: Did he? Did he say the place is full of bums? I don't know. What's he saying? Bombs? Can't, can't figure it out.
1: Oh no, it's chewed up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just tape everywhere. <laughs> and it just meanwhile... That, meanwhile, it's not really a videotape. It's just Whitey holding up a TV set. What we said poking out of it? Yeah, yeah. It's like he's the ninja from Tango and Cash, and he's just been hiding behind the TV set. That's a, that's a, only if you've seen the, t- only if you've listened to the Tango and Cash podcast, does that make sense?
1: Well, if you haven't, go back. Download it now. He, he could just be standing there with the TV set t- t- on his head and you can actually see his body and his leg, but they don't know it.
0: Yeah, they're just like, oh, <laughs> it's a video. They're trying to stop it. And he has to pretend to rewind. <laughs> So meanwhile, Crockett and Tubbs are fed up with dodging bullets, and they go to see Izzy, who's played by Martin Ferrero. Now, Izzy has been a recurring character throughout the five seasons of Miami yep. Vice. There's somebody that Crockett and Tubbs goes to for information. Yeah,
1: we mentioned him in the previous one, didn't we? He's, um...
0: In the pilot, though, he was playing, the, the actor was playing a different character.
1: Yes, he was playing the cross-dressing uh, assassin guy, wasn't he? Correct, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So, and, and Izzy always has a scam going on, and it's different in every episode.
1: And he's kind of annoying.
0: Yeah, he he? he can be.
1: As soon as an Izzy scene pops up, you're kind (sighs) of (sighs) like...
0: Yeah, although I like this one. Izzy is trying to sell magic crystals to this woman, and Tubbs and Crockett pull him away, and the woman yells, what about my channeling? And Tubbs replies, try cable, it's cheaper. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) And then Izzy complains about being taken away from a prospective customer, And Tub says, you can scratch your I Ching another day. It's a great Crockett line. But but Tub says it.
1: Yeah, I'm saying it's a great Crockett line, though, isn't it? Yeah,
0: weird, though, right? Mm. It's definitely something you would expect Crockett to say, but I guess...
1: You think Philip Michael Thomas went through the script and thought, you know what, I'm going to take this one.
0: Yeah, Mm. maybe. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. So Crockett asks Izzy what's going on, and has he heard anything about the cartels? Izzy denies everything. And Crockett is about to threaten him with jail time like he normally does when he just gives up and hands Izzy some money. And he just says, I, I can't do this anymore.
1: <laughs> that did make me smile.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it confuses Izzy.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then
0: he, he reveals that Johnny Miranda is recu- recruiting for Montoya. Mm-hmm. And after Crockett asks Tubbs, do you want to see Bourbon's accountant or go after Johnny Miranda, he flips a coin, which Tubbs catches. and Tubbs says, I'm going to go see Miranda. And then he walks away with the coin and Crockett says after him, you owe me a quarter
1: because... Uh, It's a callback to um, a thread that went through the whole of the first season where whenever Crockett needed to use a payphone, he would always borrow a quarter from anyone who was standing by him.
0: Never pay it back.
1: Never pay it back.
0: Yeah.
1: And people would pester him for the quarters all the time. They'd say, how much do you owe me now? And he'd just brush it off, wouldn't he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we
0: haven't seen that for a long time. Right. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Tubbs enters Miranda's office. Miranda denies knowing Montoya. And as Tubbs is questioning him, Montoya enters from behind. What? <laughs> I paused. I paused because I was like, oh, Paul's going to do an innuendo <laughs> out of that one. And then you didn't. until, But you did because I would paused.
1: It took, it took a while. There was a delayed reaction. It's like,
0: I, whoa, I, actually, whoa, I, I created it by pausing. I should have just carried on going. As Tubbs is questioning him, Montoya enters and points a gun at Tubbs's head. Mm-hmm. Back at OCB, which is the Organized Crime Bureau, Crockett is going through the accountant's books and Trudy says good night. <laughs> she
1: says, "If you need anything, I'll be at home." And I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, and that's it. That's her done. What a send-off, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five years of work. She. She looks so. Um... Uh, what's the word? Um disgruntled, I think is probably a good word for it. She looks so uninterested. Can you imagine why? I mean if you if you were one of if you were either the actress that played Gina or Trudy, and I know you would love to imagine that you were um you'd be pissed, wouldn't you, at this?
0: Yeah, plus it's like imagine in Star Trek Next Generation final episode and Deanna Troy got two lines. I know it's it's, it's... People would be like, huh?
1: You can't even say that it's a sexist thing because they're women. Because as, as we pointed out, Castillo gets shafted royally in this episode, doesn't he? Yeah, he
0: does. And, and switek while he gets some stuff to do, doesn't really get a lot.
1: He doesn't get a final moment. You'd want everyone to at least get a final moment, wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. hmm But no, nothing. hmm And of course, Gina's not there at all. She's already gone home.
1: <laughs> she, she's on. The, she's back on the bus. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's gone. So the phone rings. Uh Crockett answers and it's Montoya telling him that if he doesn't deliver Bourbon within 12 hours then Tubbs is dead mm-hmm. and Crockett is looking through the accountants books and he's seen something
1: he has he's so, he's, he's, he's
0: uh, what did we call it he's he's, he's Crocter
1: he's Cro no 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 no.
0: he's Crockett and he's scratching the chief of police Highsmith comes home and finds Crockett sitting in his house in the dark it's never never a good thing for that is it no no. I mean, immediately, you would know something's wrong, right? You just reach for your gun and try and shoot him. <laughs> you think, well, he does, doesn't he? But but eventually, mm-hmm. Crockett mm-hmm. tells him about the phone call and demands to know where Tubbs is being held. Highsmith is perturbed by Crockett breaking in and denies knowing anything about it. But Crockett has financial information from Bobon's accountant that shows payments from Montoya to Highsmith. And Crockett wonders how an 80000 a year Public servants can have luxury cars and homes.
1: Crockett looks so dangerous in this scene, though, doesn't he? He looks he looks almost like he, he's completely lost the plot, at one well, point, I, doesn't he?
0: Well, Highsmith says, you, you're burnt out. And Crockett agrees that, yeah, maybe I am.
1: His eyes are just crazy at one point mm-hmm. when he's staring at him, aren't they?
0: And the chief goes for a revolver in the draw, but Crockett stops him, takes mm-hmm. it out and points it at the chief's head and says, if you don't tell me where Montoya is, I'm going to turn that nice wall... Into an expressionist painting.
1: <laughs> I'm quite sure that Crockett knows what an expressionist painting is.
0: Maybe he uh, did undercover work as an art dealer. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you think he could pull that off? I think that's more Tubbs's is deal, isn't it? Doesn't he wait? Though, but doesn't he say things here and there that reveal that he knows more than what he pretends?
1: Uh, he's not the uh, he's not the dumb hick that that. To, he tries to pretend that he is sometimes as yeah think. I
0: think he's done that in other episodes where he'll pull out some poetry or mm-hmm. name of a poet or an historian or something and Tubbs has been like huh and then Crockett's just like barreled on to something else
1: you've got to say I mean that's the kind of character things that yeah I mean you didn't get in things like TJ Hooker did you <laughs> <laughs> I mean you got you got maybe you got maybe Romano trying to sell a comedy baboon you know <laughs>
0: When, when it, no, actually, there there is an episode of TJ Hooker with Clyde from um, any <laughs> any which way but loose.
1: See, you didn't get that, did you? No, didn't get uh,
0: that. Can you imagine TJ Hooker in Miami Vice? Oh, that that crossover would have been great, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have got Crockett going. Let's let's blow this pop stand. And TJ Hooker going, pop stand. This is no pop stand. <laughs> this is a place for criminality, and criminality is what breeds danger it would have been interesting remember the end of the pilot of the Miami Vice where the plane flies away and Crockett and Tubbs just watch it go mm-hmm. if Hooker had been there he would have run across the water jumped into the air grabbed the seaplane and pulled it down as he dangled from it
1: and, and Crockett and Tubbs would have been standing there just looking at it looking at each other going the
0: fuck is <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And then uh, Romano would have turned up, and he would have said what he what he says in one of the episodes. He would have gone, oh, "You get used to it." Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which which is what hooker, he does say in one of the episodes.
1: You got to say that Hooker wouldn't have got along with Tubbs, would he? <clears throat> oh yeah. no, no, that's true. There that would have been there would have been issues. There would have been a few issues, yeah. But we won't go into those.
0: <laughs> anyway, on that note, yes, carry on. <laughs> so in a trailer cabin, Montaya. And his men have Tubbs tied up. hmm. hmm. They spit on him, don't they? Yeah. It it's a bit childish, us. isn't it? <laughs> That's... All right. But wouldn't it be funny if it spit on him and then he just rubbed his face with his thumb and gone, You got a little bit of dirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have changed the scene completely. Oh, dear. Can you imagine? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tubbs' <laughs> hidden depths are coming to the surface.
2: Mmm, <laughs> strawberry.
0: So, <laughs> Chief Firesmith approaches the trailer, and meanwhile, in amongst all the uh, scrapped cars, Switek, Crockett, and other OCB officers, but not Trudy, not Gina, or Castillo, nope, are nope. hiding and watching. They're on the bus. They've gone. <laughs> yeah, they're out. Yeah, They all have sniper rifles, except for Switek, who has this huge, brutal-looking... It's like a grenade launcher, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Highsmith asks for Tubbs to be brought out so he can be traded for Bob-On. And as the mm-hmm. door opens and a man drugs Tubbs out, Crockett shoots the guy. Tubbs, thinking, bloody hell, runs from the trailer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's, That's a
1: delightful insight into the character's uh, thinking there from Colin, thank you.
0: <laughs> That's what bloody you hell. You like. <laughs> a bit well, on top, of not it? I'm getting over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't give him a chance. They just open fire. <laughs> it's not like anybody told him the plan.
1: <laughs> it is a bit uh, off the cuff, isn't it? He just dives <laughs> over
0: <laughs> he's, lucky, he's lucky he didn't go, oh, what's going on? It's <laughs> like <laughs> he actually thought about it. Yeah. So so Switek and Crockett open fire. Everybody opens fire and the trailer is turned to Swiss cheese and collapses. It's a nice moment. Yeah, it is. We can assume everybody's dead.
1: Well, because you don't find out, do you?
0: No. So later, Crockett and Tubbs are driving General Bourbon to be handed over and they are stopped by local police who order them to follow. But Crockett pulls out a gun. He's suspicious and mm-hmm. refuses. But then Raymond appears with a gun on the other side and points it at Tubbs's head. And they have to let Bourbon out. And Raymond shoots him and drives away with the cops and the money.
1: And for all intents and purposes, Bourbon's dead, isn't he?
0: Yeah. End of the episode. Roll credits. Let's go for a pint. But... Later, mm. back at OCB, Crockett is reading the autopsy report on bob but it doesn't mention anything about the fresh gunshot wound. No. He calls the ME, who says she hasn't performed an autopsy on anybody today.
1: Mm. Smells a rat. He does. It smells a rat. That
0: itch is itching again. Yes. He's scratching away at that. He is. Mm. Crockett and Tubbs go to Bobon's old hotel room and find nobody there but bob girlfriend, the courier <laughs> from the bank.
1: She's lying on this round bed, mm-hmm. propped up. How long has
0: mm-hmm. she been sat in that position, waiting for someone to come through that door? Probably just for the five seconds before they said action.
1: Oh, so no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> that's just,
0: that's
1: just, that's just.
0: <laughs> yeah, Wanker. She's, been... Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> she's just been laying there waiting for somebody. Maybe, maybe. And every time someone came near the door, she was like. <gasps> And then it just, running back like, onto the bed. <laughs> yeah, and then, then they would walk away. She tells them that Bobon is alive. In fact, the feds were always going to turn him loose because he has information on somebody high up in the government.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Crocodile and tops have been played. They've been tricked by Bon and Baker. Baker hired Raymond and paid off the medical examiner to say Bon had been shot and died. Mm-hmm. Bobon's girlfriend says she doesn't know where Bobon is, but Crockett says you'll be amazed what you can do when you set your mind to it. And he would know. He would. Because back at OCB, Tubbs and Crockett decide to go against the feds to get the general. They'll lose a job, no pension. But Crockett says, I didn't expect to live till i 60 anyway.
1: And, and Tubbs does the whole if I don't make it speech again, doesn't he? He does. Mm-hmm. And Crockett replies,
0: Ah, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> He replies,
1: he replies, calling back to uh, my introduction earlier. Mm -hmm. We just got to go do what we got to do.
0: Because Mm -hmm. that's the deal they made, and that's the deal they're going to keep. Mm -hmm. As they load their weapons, Bad Attitude by the Honeymoon Suite plays.
1: And we get another very reminiscent of the pilot montage, don't we? Of them driving. We do,
0: and Honeymoon Suite... Are a band that we used in early episodes of Miami Vice. Oh really? Yeah, not the pilot, but it's one of the early ones. There's a mm-hmm. song by them in it. Oh
2: right.
0: So yeah, Crockett drives his Ferrari, as a roar of engines are flowing with the music, and one of the lyrics is yesterday's heroes.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Bobon and Raymond are making their way to the seaplane as Crockett and Tubbs pull up. Is this the same seaport
1: um setting that Calderon escaped in in the pilot?
0: Well, we discussed this and we realized that in the pilot in Miami, there is only one sea park.
1: Of course there is. Yes, there is. Oh, yes. It has to be the same one. Silly me. Yes.
0: Yes. Bobon's guards open fire and Crockett and Tubbs return the fire and killing everybody. It's a good shootout. There's lots of people keep getting killed.
1: When they jump out from, from behind the car, mm-hmm. it's a very... I don't know whether it's because it's the... You know, you know it's the the end it's the last episode. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a very Butch Cassidy moment, isn't it? When they jump out.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. You know. Yeah, I can see that connection. I wouldn't it be
1: surprised, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if, if this was it for at least one of them.
0: Uh, it would have been interesting if they'd freeze-framed it and, and just, just ended a- there.
1: <laughs> oh, It would have been interesting, but you know everyone would have been you!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, yeah. Um, the seaplane pulls away. And they reload as more people are trying to stop them and they shoot them too. And Tubbs gets hit in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Nice callback again. Yep, to the pilot. Mm-hmm. And the seaplane takes off. But now, unlike the end of the pilot where they watched it fly away, both of them open fire at the seaplane and it explodes.
1: Yeah, they're not going to take it this time, are they?
0: And what's interesting is both of them look pretty surprised and stir each other, then look at their guns.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it is, it is kind of a, a really far fetched moment, isn't it?
0: Yeah, they're that like, they could do that. did we do that? But it's nice that they actually, you know, acknowledged, it. It, out. acknowledged it, yeah, exactly. I suppose
1: that just from a character standpoint, they're so, they're so used to getting screwed, aren't they? They're so used to, to losing at this point that right. to actually get a result like that, they're like, whoa, all right. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. So now it's morning, and they're making their way back to the car, and Baker and his men pull up. Baker tells him bob was is going to give them the names, but Crockett says, yeah, but not the name. And that Baker was just going to let him go away free. Mm-hmm. And Baker defends the policy of protecting people like Bobon if it's good for America. And protecting people high up if it hurts America's interest to prosecute them. Regardless of what's right or wrong. And he says he could shoot Crockett and Tubbs right now and blame it on Bobon. Nobody would care. Mm. Crockett says, do it if you've got the stones. And walks away. Castillo turns up though, doesn't he? Not yet. Because Baker screams. hmm and he says, "I'll have your badges for this. That's a promise." And they both stop, look at each other, and throw their badges on the floor. Baker says, "It's not over." Then Castillo appears and tells them they don't have to do this. I'll back you.
1: Now, this is my question about about the Castillo things in the in this episode. Don't you think there's something off about the way he looks in this last scene with him? It's almost like he looks like he's wearing a a, a her piece. It really? doesn't it doesn't look natural. You go back and look at it, and I'm wondering whether. Maybe he's not in the episode because he's already gone. Maybe he was on to his next job because this well, is yeah, the last maybe. episode of, a se- of the series as a whole. He's already moved on, but they needed him back for at least a couple of things. So he came back, threw on a wig. He just right. look, it just doesn't look natural. It doesn't
0: look right. So here's my other question then. Cast your mind back. Are Castillo, Crocker and Tubbs ever filmed in the same shot? No. So it's no. possible they were filmed at different times then.
1: Possibly. I mean, he only shares screen time with Switek. Switek. And in mm-hmm. this scene in particular at the end, you don't see him with anyone.
0: Okay, so it's he- maybe that it was filmed at a different time.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe he's already mm. moved on to his next job. He's changed the way he
0: looked. Yeah, maybe.
1: That moustache is probably
0: stuck on. <laughs> it was for the whole five years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this time is real. <laughs>
1: It'd be interesting if anyone knows anything about that. Maybe just, you know,
0: let us know. Yeah, that would mm. be interesting, yeah. Crockett mm-hmm. um, says, there's been a long time coming. And Tub says, there's no other way. And Castillo replies, think about this. And then we freeze frame. We do. And then it's the next day. Or oh, sometime later. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it's actually the next day. Crockett has put all of his belongings into one small bag. He hasn't got much, has he? <laughs> no, hardly anything. Not, well, he didn't own any of it, did he? None of it was his. No, not even the clothes, because <laughs> he's now wearing ripped jeans and a T-shirt. He takes one last look at the St. Vitus dance. his home for the last five years.
1: Well, I suppose we don't know how long he'd lived in that when we met him in the pilot.
0: That's true. you could him been before that, too. We, we don't get any mention of um, Elvis, Elvis yeah. who who's, disappears long before he's this long episode gone. anyway. He's long gone. Yeah. He's a pair of he's, shoes and a handbag. Yeah. <laughs> and shoes inside Crockett's small <laughs> pack. <laughs> Tubbs arrives in a taxi. Crockett asks him, what are you doing here? I thought you'd be halfway to New York by now. Mm-hmm. And Tubbs is heading back to the Bronx and asks Crockett what he's going to do. Crockett says, well, head south somewhere where I don't know the names of the players or the game that's being played. Mm-hmm. And Crockett offers Tubbs a ride to the airport in his stolen car Mm -hmm. because he's taking the Ferrari.
1: Well, you would, wouldn't
2: you? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And then we get the song Tell Me by Terry Caff starts playing. Mm -hmm. And then we finish with the final lines of the original pilot episode. Hey, Tubbs, have you ever considered a career in southern law enforcement? Maybe. Maybe. And as the music plays, we see clips from the five years of Miami Vice.
1: It's quite an emotional experience
0: watching those clips, isn't it? I know you cry every time
1: you watch it. <laughs> I'm not just talking about now, but generally, back, I remember seeing this when it first aired, And, you know, you're looking at all these, these moments from the past five years, and it was probably longer than five yeah. years for us because the, the BBC were very patchy on when they showed it, weren't they? Right. So, you know, and I remember at the time seeing elements in this montage that I don't remember seeing at the to- uh, in the episodes because they, they missed out so many episodes on the BBC.
0: Right. I also, it's one of the few shows where you get to the end of the fifth season and you're like, oh, I could have watched more.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's going to be my question in a minute before we talk about what we thought about it. I, I, I have a question for you. Where do you see these characters going after this?
0: I can't, well, in some ways, I see them becoming detectives, like private detectives. Together or separately? I don't. I don't mean
1: necessarily where do you see that going if there was a spin-off show, but just generally as characters, what what do you see them doing?
0: Oh, I I think they would stay together. You think they'd stay together? They would, yeah, I think so. And I think they would still do. I think they still do law enforcement. I can't see. I can't see Crockett running a pub. more cops. more cops. Yeah. Let's blow this pub down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crockett's all deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disguised as a shopper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a tourist. And who the players are man? Who are the players?
0: <laughs> so you see them as detectives? I think so. I can't see them doing anything. What else work would they do? I mean... Well, I,
1: I, I kind of went a different way when I thought about it. I could see Tubbs going back to New York and becoming a, a detective there. For the police? No, 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 just privately because I don't think, you know, I think he's... Although, who knows with Tubbs? With how <laughs> yeah. did he get the job in the first yeah. place? I mean, but... <laughs> it doesn't seem to
0: bother him.
1: But, you no, know, I see him as a, as a private detective in New York. But Crockett, I don't know. I think it could go either way with Crockett. But part of me thinks that... He, I don't think he'd end well.
0: You think he'd, he'd move further south to, like, Louisiana or somewhere? And, yeah. And he'd, and yeah, and there'd be
1: some drinking. He'd and... buy a
0: little shack in a mountain, and then he'd have a still. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, he'd... I think... I think he it would go badly then you have an illegal still that the feds are looking for basically he'd be that character in the Burt Reynolds film Gator Gator that's the one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he could be I can see Crockett doing that yeah though. maybe I think you're onto something there
1: I, I just think that that you know burnt
0: out and tired and and if much. they did
1: split up without Tubbs's influence I could see things going badly for Crockett I mean. yeah
0: that's possible Yeah, and he's got no one in his life to to bring him back because he's, you know, all his girlfriends and wives are being killed or died of overdoses or something.
1: Mm -hmm. See, this is the, the Miami Vice show that we want to see now, isn't it? Yes. Not a reboot. No. Let's see where these characters are. Yeah.
0: No. Although, to be honest, that's a short season if it's just... Crockett playing, playing Russian roulette with a revolver sitting next to a still <laughs> in the swamps of Louisiana.
1: You'd watch it. Though. I would, yeah, you're right. You'd, you'd watch the shit out of 26 episodes of that. <laughs> you know you would.
0: That would be six episodes, because there are six bullets in a revolver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was an interesting question. I, yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. I, I wonder if they ever will do a reunion show. I guess not. It's too late now.
1: Well, you know, there's this talk, isn't there, of this Vin Diesel no show, no. But if if they didn't do it as a reboot, no. if they didn't, no, I'm playing devil's advocate. If they didn't do it as a okay. reboot and they set it in the same universe, you'd have obviously you'd have young actors playing the main roles. But if you worked in Crockett and Tubbs as they are now, obviously they wouldn't be police officers anymore. But maybe right. maybe Crockett's son is now now works for for the police
0: yeah maybe but isn't miami a less interesting place now
1: i don't get there very often what do you think
0: from what i've read everything like especially because of this original series of miami vice all those seedy areas that they went to are now expensive places Mm. everything's been done up and it's it's not as it's not as interesting now i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know if it will work
1: you know there was the michael mann movie a few years ago which was bad and you know there's that argument that Miami Vice is it the fact that when you take away all the '80s elements, it's not as interesting anymore? It's the nostalgia value.
0: There is nostalgia value definitely, but it also has good writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dialogue's always been great in it, and the, and it is, but it's also it's Don Johnson and phil Michael Thomas. They've got great chemistry together, mm-hmm. and they created these characters. And once you remove those actors playing those characters, it's not Miami Vice anymore. Absolutely. I mean, that's why they focused on the two characters for incorrectly, but that's why they did it for this final. And it's why, I mean, the last season of Miami Vice was the Crockett show. Really. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah, pretty much.
0: But, you know. But just,
1: just, just think... to play devil's advocate of what you just said, though. Again? Yeah, again. Second time. You talk about how, you know, if you remove Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas from the equation, it's not Miami Vice anymore. You could have used the same argument for Star Trek. Take out Shatner and Nimoy and DeForest Kelly. It's not Static anymore, but clearly they solved that problem, didn't they?
0: But they solved that by making a different show.
1: Is TNG a different show? Certainly the first season well, wasn't a different show, was it? I mean, this, this is an argument for another time, but...
0: The first season wasn't very good, but it's it it wasn't... Captain Picard was not playing Kirk. No, Jonathan Frakes was doing that. It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in this new series... I assume they're just going to have the same characters. They're going to
1: have Crockett, Tubbs, Gina, Trudy, yeah, Castillo. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, we, and without those original actors playing those roles, it's not the same, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, maybe they won't have those characters. Maybe they'll just... They'll just call it Miami Vice, and it'll just be about a vice squad in Miami, and it'll set in present days, and it's just CSI Miami.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Although, yeah. you know, a, a Hawaii Five O used the character names, didn't they? And we all know that ended up, so... Yeah. It's still going strong. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's watching it.
0: <laughs> All right. So, how do you want to review this? You want to review this as its own separate thing?
1: Yeah, I think we should talk about talk about the 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 episode as a, on its own at first. Um, you want to go first? Okay. Um, well, it's I don't think this is as consistent as the pilot was. I don't think it's as well written and it's certainly not as cinematic. It's a lot more televisual, I thought. It doesn't have that extra Quality that that the pilot had that that made you feel like you were watching something special, and then you've got the whole Trina, uh, Trudy and Gina that get nothing to do, and they are you know they they don't get send offs, and um, there's no resolution to the Gina and Crockett relationship that you would have liked, and Castilla has two scenes, and, you know that's there's characters that are woefully underserved by this, but Philip Michael Thomas in particular and Don Johnson are as good as they always are. And you never get a sense that either of the actors are just coasting because it's the, it's the last episode. They're, they're completely in the moment. They're, they know their characters. They're not, you know, particularly Don Johnson. I know we, it's a joke that we keep blowing smoke up Don Johnson's ass. But he's great. He's great. And he's, he's, as great as he is. he's as great in this as he was in the pilot. It's nowhere near the best that Miami Vice was. It's not the worst either. There's no aliens in it or James Brown. <laughs> Uh, and I think purely as a send-off for those two characters, it works really well, but it's got problems. Mm. What do you think? I
0: think I agree with you pretty much 100%. It's smaller than the pilot, even though this travels further.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, it's Miami Vice. Why aren't we in Miami? Why do we go to Costa Morada for most of the episode?
1: Yeah, we spend the whole first half of the episode in, in a different country, don't yeah. we?
0: Yeah, I mean, Miami... Was a character in the TV series, mm-hmm. it's what made it different from other shows. Um, so that's a problem, and like you said, Castillo not being in it basically, and uh, Trino and Judy not being in it. Switek, he's in it a little, but he doesn't get much to do, and it's still enjoyable though. I still have fun watching it because, like mm-hmm. you said, Kraken and Tubbs they carry it through, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so in that way, um, it's it's good. That a show actually had a finale.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, which was very uncommon back then,
2: wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just not as good a finale as it should have been. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoy it. So it's a hit, but with reservations.
1: So now we're going to judge the, the show.
0: Oh, the show's a hit. Fuck that.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's realized by now that we, we, we love Miami Vice, don't we?
0: Mm-hmm. We'll watch Miami Vice, turn it off. And watch it again.
1: Yep. Yeah. Never gets tired. Never gets tired.
0: Even the alien episode. Yeah. Maybe I haven't watched that one as much. <laughs> <laughs> that was an what odd. About, that was an odd choice. <laughs> what, what about the ball seaman episode? Oh god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, they, it's iconic, isn't it? The, the 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 chemistry between the the actors and the look of it. And and, and I'll right. still argue that yes, it. I mean, if you take I think if you take away the fashions it's still a very forward-thinking show even today i think yeah
0: yeah you know and i like the season that a lot of people hate where crockett goes evil
1: Yeah, so do i it's it, it's an interesting arc yeah. isn't it
0: i mean the re- resolution of it is a little easy for him because he would obviously face a lot more problems than what he does because they kind of reset it but i still like it
1: yeah yeah And and there's i think there's some interesting stuff for all the actors to do in those episodes as well. Yeah,
0: because they're exploring different emotions and different sides of the story that they've been dealing with for the past four years. Mm-hmm. I,
1: the, mm. I think the scene that always strikes me um, stays with me from from that story arc is that Tubbs is so convinced that he can bring Crockett round, and Crockett just shoots him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which you were so convinced that you know if it was any other show, he'd get through to him, wouldn't he? Right, yeah. But he he kinda does get through to him but not till later. Right. It stays with him, doesn't it? The fact that he shot his partner. Mm-hmm. But he still shoots him. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, so Miami Vice is a glorious hit. It's a glorious hit.
1: Yeah. No surprises. And that's
0: it for our second part of the Miami Vice retrospection. Bonanza. Oh.
1: Oh that was a different no, show, we're wasn't we're,
0: it? Yeah, we're not doing that. Jeez. <laughs>
1: we had enough Lawn Green in Battlestar Galactica.
0: Bonanza was always a show you turned on on a Sunday afternoon and went, oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, go, cool, yeah.
0: Is this all that's on?
1: <laughs> Those were the days, eh? <laughs>
0: yeah. So what are we doing next time? Oh, then? so if you'd like to join us on another episode of Retrospection, and I'm sure you would. I would. Good. I'm <laughs> glad you said that. I'm not too sure myself. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what's coming, do Yeah. <laughs> We'll be taking a look at one of Sylvester Stallone's highlights. Which one's that? Cobra. Ooh,
1: another canon movie. You do you realise this is probably about a 50th canon movie that we've done.
0: <laughs> so, Cobra from 1986. You're the disease, I'm the cure.
1: Wouldn't it be funny if you said it the wrong way around?
0: I was <laughs> yeah, like, I'm the disease, you're the cure. <laughs> oh, wait, isn't that your chat-up line? That's how I pulled the wife. Oh, okay. (laughs) And have you been cured? Uh, What do you think? Like a piece of smoky bacon. Yes, stringy. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for listening to this episode of Retrospection. Uh, If you'd like to email us with any questions or suggestions of films or TV shows that you'd like to see then you can send us a message at retrospection at com. You can also find us on Twitter at RetroSpeccy. And you can also look at our Facebook page. And you can find our playlist of all the themes and songs from the films and TV shows we've looked at on Spotify. We're also available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.
1: Yeah, right, reviewers, because we love Yes,
0: yes. Yeah as long as it's a good review. Oh, as, as long rating. as it's a good rating. Yeah. Hey, I don't like bad ones. No, you can stick it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening. Goodbye.
1: I think we should go. Bye.